Welcome to Earth Matters, environmental justice stories from Australia and around the world. Produced at the studios of 3CR on Wurundjeri Country in Melbourne and broadcast across this continent via the Community Radio Network. I'm Tisha Nahern. The Aboriginal people are on the forefront of environmental colonialism on every corner of this continent. We're on the forefront of fracking, we're on the forefront of coal mining, we're on the forefront of uranium. We're also on the forefront of the industrial agricultural sector, taking mass quantities of water from river systems in a way that scientists have been saying for so long is completely unsustainable. Already this summer, we've seen devastating fish deaths and rivers running dry in the Murray-Darling Basin system. South Australia's Royal Commission into the Administration of the Basin delivered its report on the 29th of January, and it included findings of gross maladministration and unlawful actions by Commonwealth officials in the drafting and management of the plan. This follows revelations by ABC's Four Corners in 2017 of corruption and water theft in New South Wales, which included collusion between the state's most senior water bureaucrat and large irrigators. Well, on today's show, we're bringing you First Nations voices in the fight for water justice. First up, we turn to the Royal Commission. M from 3CR's Thursday Breakfast spoke to Renee Woods, Nari Nari man and chairperson of Mildren, the Murray Lower Darlings Rivers Indigenous Nations. Some of the recommendations out of the BSA Royal Commission report um, the stronger re- recognition of First Nations people's involvement in, in the water water sector are key decision-making um, management areas uh, from, the, from the very top right down to those on-ground deliveries and also better better um, recognition of our cultural values uh, within, the, within the landscape and then within our country areas of our nation groups. Um, the, the report also recognised the the mis-maladministration of the, of the MDBA and, and some other people. And, and it, it was clear that politics has played a, a big role in, in where we are now in the Basin Plan and what we're seeing unfold um, in some of the river systems. That the plan had all good intentions starting off, um, but politics have come in and played a role in where um, we are now where we are. But the, the highlighted out of the SA Royal Commission is, some things we need to work on together. Mm. And so, as you say, in that in the original basin plan and associated water reform, there was a real failure to recognise First Nations rights to protect, use, um, and manage, manage waters flowing through um, your countries. What have been some of the, I guess, consequences of the of that lack of um, of recognition of First Nations water rights? By, by us not being able to, to manage water as we've done for over 60,000 years across our, our country, in the last 230-odd years that um, we've had occupation here in, in, um, in Australia and we've had water reform for a bit over 100 years now, um, we've, we've seen rivers die. Um, for, as example, the, uh, the, the Barker River or the Darling River, as it's known. Um, we're also seeing uh, mass mass fish kills. We manage those river systems in the past, um, allowing water to flow through country 
building structures and, and, and holding water in, in key wetlands on, on country. Uh, we've got traditional ecological knowledge in that space that um, we just hadn't been listened to in the past. And now is a, is a prime time for governments, both states and federal, based and state governments, to allow First Nations people to to be at that be at the key decision making role and, and manage water across our across our country, and it's shown by not by us not being there. This is where we've ended up um, with country dying and people unwell across the basin. Mm. Yeah, and I'm sure we've all been seeing in the news, you know, the images and the stories around the recent massive fish kills um, in New South Wales. And I just find it it's so ludicrous that so often when they're spoken about, you know, we'll see these like white politicians coming out and talking about, you know, maybe we can put some little aerators in the river or something like that. Um, and so often the conversation doesn't centre, um, you know, First Nations knowledge and sovereignty in terms of actually moving forward and addressing um the you know the current ecological crisis in a sense that is going on. That's right, and even even looking at the and and, and listening to the the Barkindji people, um, or the of the Darling River, they managed that system. Even when there was a, a minimum minimal flows coming down that Darling system, there were key waterholes that that maintained fish habitat over over sixty thousand years plus, and they managed that waterway to make sure that those key areas had water, it had a flow, it wasn't stagnant, and they allowed that water to go from the top end of the Darling through uh, to downstream nation. That's the type of management, the knowledge that's out there, um, but we just don't have that recognition in that space at the moment, and we need to be to be there. And could you explain for our listeners the concept of cultural flows? <clears throat> so cultural flows are water entitlements that are owned and managed by First Nations groups. Um, that are sufficient quality and quantity. Um, so the quality issue is, is crucial. Uh, we want good, good, healthy water coming across country, reconnecting our, our waterways um, and wetland areas off stream um, where a lot of our cultural values sit. Um, but also it's the management of that, that water as, as we've done in the past. And it's, it's, it's our cultural values that we're, we're trying to water um, and have benefits back to our nation groups um, with um, by being in control of that entitlement and, and, and having a say on where that water is. Cultural flows is for the river, it's for the environment. It's to meet our cultural responsibilities that we've, that's been passed on to us. And over time, we need, to, we need to pass that cultural responsibility on to our next generation. If we don't, uh, we haven't done our job culturally. And without water in the rivers, our cultural values and our, our people are really struggling out there. Yeah, and I believe it's over 10 years ago now, isn't it, that the um, Murray-Lower-Darling River Indigenous Nations created the Achuka Declaration, which was that groundbreaking statement outlining First Nations rights um, in water management. Um, and so, you know, traditional owners and sovereign custodians have been calling for an end to aquanullius for some time. And I think li- listeners might be aware of, you know, the concept of terranullius, but could you explain this idea of aquanullius for us as well? Aqu- aquanullius, the water was taken... The water isn't owned by by anyone. It, it, it's its own living being and should be managed like that. It's got its own identity. Aquanullius is a water that's been taken away from from Mother Earth, our people, uh, and put into an entitlement system that has ruined our, our river system. The same as when they come over um, in the first fleet. They come over, they said that 
they own they own everything, um, and now they've, they've done that to the to the water entitlement, hence the Aquinalius um, tag, and I, and it's it's really true. It, we weren't at the table when they were handing out land and water licenses back in back in the early 1900s in some states. Uh, we're still not a, we're still not key water holders in in states. Um, we need to we need to change that. The Aboriginal water sector is the last piece of the water management puzzle, and until we fix fix that, and then have the other stakeholders outside the irrigators groups, the NGOs, all the rest of the basin states as well, change that and look seriously at the water at the Aboriginal water sector. We're going to go around in, in circles, and we're not going to have a basin to sustain. Mm, absolutely, um, and it points to the urgent need for, you know, for settler colonial governments, for white politicians um, to stop thinking of water as a resource to be exploited. Um, and, you know, it reminds me of um, reading in the news last year around some of the new and innovative um, water laws, uh, for example, in New Zealand, where the Wanganui River was given legal rights um, and, you know, the way that, I guess, around the world, um, First Nations communities have you know, have the solutions for yep. for water preservation and management. That's right, and there's there's, there's examples around the world um, on on that type of legal entity for for rivers. Um, the Maori are are progressing that really well. The Yarra River um, Birung Ma Act um, is a, is a start. It's 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 looking at that and managing that system as its own own identity. And I, I commend. Victoria and the and the TOs down there and, the, and everyone involved in pushing that in that space, but there's there's other rivers and other states that need to need to come along to the table and and have a look at that um, and what's best practice elsewhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Australia is really good at selling water management as best practice, but I don't think at the moment it is best practice that we're selling. We can learn from others around the world, um, especially in the space of the, the identities and recognition of of rivers um, as their own identity, and yeah, we need to look at that seriously moving forward. Mm. And in terms of um, you know, after this report was released last Thursday mm. and moving forwards from here, on that note, is is a state based approach to you know trying to achieve change likely to work? Given that you know the I guess the idea of states is a you know a Colonial imposition and these the rivers that are now known as the Murray and the Darling intersect so many different um, Aboriginal nations. How, yeah, how how can states work together or work with? I don't I don't exactly know what I'm asking, but you know yep. sort of what I mean. Like, I think, is, yeah, yeah, I think I think as they can learn from from us as first people that we manage country as a whole. We didn't break down sections. We didn't draw lines on on maps. Um, and I think that's what we need to... The Basin Plan had all intentions of, of managing the Basin collectively as a whole, but there's been too much you know, emphasis put on that's my water resource plan area, I've got to do that as a Basin state, or I'll just concentrate on that that water resource plan area within my, within my state. There's no connectivity. We cannot, First Peoples cannot see any connectivity between the water resource plans from the southwestern corner of um, Queensland and how the states are talking right through to the, the Murray Mouth in, in SA. They need to be collaborating and working together to make sure 
that connectivity is there moving forward and put aside each each state's politics and have a have a think about what's good for the good for the basin so we've got a basin in 50 years time that we we can all um, benefit from not just the select couple of stakeholders absolutely and as uh, you know, as um, governments shift into imp- trying to implement the the recommendations from from the commission, what is what is the Murray Lord Darling Rivers Indigenous Nations calling for, and how can people um, support the work that you're doing? Well, we're we're um, we're hoping that the minister, federal water minister, starts to implement the, the deal sheet that was that came out from last last year's Northern Basin. Oh, sorry, the SDL. Um, package and the deal sheet there with the, the money available for water purchases for First Nations people. We want to see that up and running. We want to see Cultural Flows um, tool out and running within our nation groups, not just in the basin but around Australia. Uh, we want to we want to see First Nations people on the authority in key decision making um, groups at the state and federal level. We want it, We just want to be in there and make sure that what would come out of the report and what what was intended under the basin plan is starting to be implemented. We've had waves of in and out of of work, but those on ground outcomes we need to start seeing um, and have more involvement on the ground with our First Nation groups. Yeah, amazing. And just very quickly before we wrap up, how can listeners find out more? There's. Uh, there's plenty of activity on, on social media. Uh, Mildred's, Mildred's Facebook site is quite active there. Twitter, uh, the SA Royal Commission website is a really good um, start to look at some of the recommendations and the findings in that report. Uh, it is lengthy, but I, 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 I encourage people to, that don't understand the basin plan, plan to have a look at that document and also have a look at the MDBA's website. There is a number of, of documents on there, the basin plan there and just see what what we're trying to do um, and also what First Nations groups and have a, have a discussion um, with First Nations people in your, in your community around the water sector. Um, every discussion we're having around water is, is someone else is learning from, from what we're trying to do. So it's communication. Uh, there's plenty of material out there. Uh, jump online and have a look. Renee Woods, Chairperson of Mildren. You're listening to Earth Matters, environmental justice stories on the Community Radio Network. Today, we're bringing you First Nations voices in the fight for water justice. The Water is Life National Gathering brought First Nations peoples and supporters from around the country to Canberra this month, calling for Aboriginal control of water and country, a stop to fracking and mining, and an end to the theft of water by large irrigators along the Murray-Darling. We bring you audio from their occupation of Parliament House on the 13th of February. It was a bit noisy, so you'll have to listen carefully. First, we hear from Vanessa, a resident of Walgett in New South Wales. Walgett is a town of 2,000 people that has run out of water. They are forced to use highly salinated bore water that is not fit for human consumption. Walgett is a special place. Um, the community of Walgett is where the two rivers meet, the Barwon and Namoy. We're 
today our two beautiful rivers have got no water whatsoever. We're drinking from the Great Artesian Basin that is um, high, um, high levels of salt and sod sodium. Um, it's just not healthy for us. We don't want ball water. We want our river water back. Um, across my country, we've got mining, coal mining, we've got coal seam gas, we've got cotton, and now they want to build a nuclear dump at the back of Bree. We don't want it at all. We, all we want is our water back in our rivers. These government people need to stop giving irrigators Adrian and Bradley are from Borroloola in the Northern Territory. They came to speak out against fracking on their country. Before we start, I just want to... I just want to sing a song with my against fracking. 
We don't want fracking in our land. We had problems with Makata River Mine already. Makata River Mine contaminated our drinking water and our tap in our community. And now we got fracking coming in our community. They got license exploration over the Gulf region. And now we're facing double trouble. We're going to get affected more and more from other companies coming in, foreign companies. We're getting bossed over from foreign companies coming in our country. Destroying our land, destroying our water for a future generation. We got stories in that land, stories right across the Gulf region. Dreamtime story. You got story in the book. You could replace that story in the book, but you can't replace What's the story the in the land. A strong message from the protesters occupying Parliament House in Canberra. Thank you to SEED Indigenous Youth Climate Network for the audio. And the song featured on today's show is Barkindji Tribe by Shane Lovett and Sunny Wise. You've been listening to Earth Matters, Community Radio's national environmental justice program. I'm Tisha O'Hearn. If you missed any of today's show, you can find our podcasts at 3CR au forward slash Earth Matters. Or if you're listening via iTunes or any other podcasting service, why not rate us and leave us a review? It helps spread the word. Earth Matters would like to thank the Community Broadcasting Foundation for their financial support and the Community Radio Network for getting the program out to you. Earth Matters is produced in the studios of 3CR in Melbourne on Wurundjeri Country. If you'd like to get in contact, you can send us an email, earthmatters3cr at gmail.com, or go to our Facebook page. I hope you can tune in next time for more Earth Matters. This is a song and story about the Murray River. It's about the past, the present, and the future, and my people who have survived for thousands of years alongside her. As a community... We've got to help her flow for another thousand years. This is an original song written by Shane Lovett and myself, Sonny Wise. I'll let the song take you there and give you our message.
A memory of his childhood On the riverbanks And life back there was so good And the water he drank He'd swim in the waters And swim to the other side Barking G's sons and daughters Barking River tribe Many tribes Lots of families River tribe We let you drink it Swim in our waters And you drained it away The river was mighty The water was strong But she's dying today You know you were wrong You know you were guilty But you don't say You gotta stop blocking them rivers Let them flow today Oh yeah Let them flow today And now that he's a grown man Standing on the river's edge Looking down at the muddy waters Wondering what was in your head Why'd you break her spirit? Why'd you take her flow away? Her beautiful shine and sparkle Is dying today Can we help? What can we do? How can we help? We let you drink it, swim in our waters and you drained it away. The river was mighty, the water was strong, but she's dying today. You know you were wrong, you know you are guilty, but you don't say. You gotta stop blocking them rivers, let them flow today. Oh yeah, let them flow today We let you drink it, swim in our waters and you drained it away The river was mighty, the water was strong but she's dying today You know you were wrong You know you are guilty, but you don't say You gotta stop blocking them rivers Let them flow today Oh yeah Let them flow today Let them flow today Let them flow today You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.